No, I'm actually hoping to hear like all your shitty experiences. <laughs> Back to the Brownie Bites show, everyone. My name's Vishaka, and for this episode, we're going to be uh, having a different kind of structure for this. So, this is called Women Tell All the Truth About Dating, and we're going to be interviewing our girlfriends about their dating history and experiences, and we want to gather all of the good and bad, mostly bad, to be honest, but... <laughs> We just want to be candid about what dating is like nowadays, especially in the world of dating apps. So um, I'm here with three of my very close friends, and um, I will introduce them. And looking forward to talking to you guys about your dating experiences. So go ahead and say your name and if you want anything about you. Hey, I'm Srishti. I'm 28 years old. Hi, I'm Paula V. I'm 26. I'm Sonia. I'm 27. <laughs> I just I turned 27. <laughs> yeah, it was her birthday yesterday, so she's still trying to figure out what her age is. <laughs> and we have Twitch in the room, a dog who is now two. <laughs> He's had no dating history. Oh, <laughs> well, he has a hump though. So his parents set him up with that one. <laughs> All right, so I've given these girls uh, some questions that I'm going to be asking them, but it's really meant to be a free-flowing conversation uh, and just a day into the lives of us being at brunch and basically what we talk about all the time. Um, I guess to start with, I just want to hear about your general feelings towards dating. What are you looking for? What... um, Overall, just how has it been for you? Anything you want to call out? My general feelings, I actually feel pretty optimistic and hopeful. (laughs) It's often crushed (laughs) every couple of months, but um, I think more than anything, I just feel a little tired. Like, I think that it's very exhausting going through a lot of people and, like, trying to find someone that fits with what you want and that you think is good long term. Like, someone you feel good now and you can see a future with. So, yeah, I mean, I feel pretty good now, but I don't know what you guys have. (laughs) For me, my opinions about dating apps specifically have changed a lot um, over the years. So I think I used to think it was kind of like a numbers game. Like, if I put the effort in, I go on dates, at some point I have to meet someone that I feel a spark with or I feel a connection with. It's just a matter of numbers. Um, Whereas now I don't really see it that way. I just see it as a new medium or like a a medium of meeting people. So it's not necessarily more different than like just going out to like a bar and potentially meeting someone. It's just a way of meeting someone. So I feel pretty um, neutral about it. But um, yeah, I think... At the same time, like, I have had good and bad experiences from them, so I don't really know. I think 
it's not necessarily because of dating apps, but it's just a bigger problem in society that we have too many options now. Yeah, I think I'm going to echo what Pallavi said uh, in terms of <clears throat> feelings about dating fluctuating over time, right? Over the last few years, I think um, I've been through phases where there have been times where I've just been staunchly opposed to being in relationships. There have been times when I've felt like maybe I should just meet someone and see where it goes. There have been times when I've felt kind of pressured to be in a relationship because a lot of people around me were in relationships. So it's kind of been all over the place for me for the last few years. But I think looking back over, looking back on the last few months, um, I feel like I finally reached a very happy emotional equilibrium where I've realized that I'm ready to meet someone that I feel like can be a really good partner for me. Uh, but at the same time, I also know that I don't need that to be happy. That's a really nice response. I, I like that. And, you know, I think that's kind of what I felt too. I mean, initially I was very optimistic, like Sonia said. <laughs> but I mean, and that's just who I am as a person. I, I always, you know, want that long term and like just be settled and that's it. But I think at some point you have to be realistic and it is a numbers game, unfortunately, like how Bellavi said. And so um, those are all really good points. Um, so I, I want to hear, I know you touched on this a little bit, but what are you looking for? Um, when it comes to dating are you, and how have you tried to meet people? Um, I think most of us can resonate with dating apps and we'll talk about that. And so you don't have to tell me how you feel about dating apps yet, but just have you used them to what extent and have you tried to meet people organically too or, or through any other ways? So for what I'm looking for, uh, I guess I would say like a more long-term relationship. I think I've never been good at like casually dating. I think I just expect too much of their time, so it would be impossible to do something casual. But I think, um, yeah, uh, in terms of the guy, someone that's stable and nice um, and we get along and have fun together. Um, what The ways that I have met people, um, it's been multiple different ways and I see like pros and cons for each method, I think. Uh, I've met people organically, like in college or through friends or at events. Um, I've had friends, but I think sometimes that's tricky because you don't want to risk losing the friendship um, and dating them. And then obviously through apps as well. Um, I would prefer organically, but um, honestly, at the end of it, I just want the right person. Like, I think that's what would be most important for me. And now that you're not in college, do you think you have to rely more on dating apps now? Or um, do you still feel like there are opportunities to meet people organically? Um, yeah, I definitely feel post-college, especially during COVID, it was like, that was pretty much your only option. Because I feel like the people that, if you were to go outside, like the, often the people that hit on you might be a little bit not exactly your type <laughs> not ideal <laughs> it's hard it's hard when you're not meeting that many people and i think um it's just become more of the norm so i feel like uh, i definitely felt post-college especially during covid there were some like house parties and stuff that i could meet people at but i think i also have gotten pickier as well and so i kind of rely on dating apps because i can filter 
more so. I don't know how healthy that is, but <laughs> it's what I've done. <laughs> so, yeah. Makes sense. What about you, Pelvi? Um, so, like, what am I looking for? Yeah. Um, okay. So, I think, ultimately, I am looking for love. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like I'm on The when Bachelor right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Women tell all. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the things I've learned is, like, I kind of always assumed that's what everyone's ultimately looking for. Like, I couldn't fathom that, like, some people, usually who tend to be male, are, like, on dating apps with the intention of, oh, I'm not looking for love, I'm just looking for someone to, like, pass the time with. Um, so, like, I, that never, like, I don't understand that, like, that's not my viewpoint at all, so, like, it was hard for me to like grasp that for many people that's actually like their intention and I don't think it's necessarily a wrong intention but I do think when you're not straightforward about that that it can get messy but um yeah that's that's been a big learning experience I would say and for me I think I've always been really good at making friends spontaneously um I think I'd am pretty extroverted or like I don't know I don't know what category I fall into but um I've always made friends really easily but when it comes to dating I just I've never really been the person to just like go out and like spontaneously meet people um I think it is because I'm reserved and I'm not like always super open about emotions or like I'm not gonna have a deep talk with somebody on the first day that I meet them so like I, I think I give off a vibe that I am a little bit more on the reserved side when I go out. So for me, like, I've never really just, like, spontaneously met someone. And I know that about myself. So, like, I'm like, okay, like, most likely I'll have to put in the effort for a dating app if I hope to meet someone. Because I don't personally see myself just attracting someone, like, out on the street. But I do think Tristy has that energy where she's very <laughs> spontaneous. Like, people just come at, like, come up to her and just... <laughs> Yeah, she's a sunshine, <laughs> sunshine girl, <laughs> babe magnet. Please cut that out. <laughs> no, <laughs> I am the babe. <laughs> yeah, I think to your question of what I'm looking for, I'm gonna kind of go with what Sonia and Pallavi alluded to. Um, I'm I'm also looking for something a little bit more long term, more stable. Uh, I think what's really important to me is to be able to build a meaningful connection with someone. Um, I, I also mentioned that in the past I've been very opposed to relationships and I think part of that has been just because my whole life I've been raised to be very, very independent. Um, it was something that my parents instilled in us at a very young age and so for me the idea of a relationship, the reason I was a little bit scared of it or concerned about it was because I was worried that it would mean I would have to give up some of my emotional independence and I wasn't ever comfortable with the idea of relying on someone else for my well-being but I think <clears throat> as I've gotten older I've realized that you know being in a relationship doesn't mean that you have to be emotionally dependent on the other person it means that it is perfectly possible um, to form a partnership where you're kind of both equals there's an equal amount of give and take or push and pull in the relationship so I think what I'm looking for um, is someone that I can have a lot of fun with but also someone that makes me generally feel 
but that makes it feel like it could be a stable relationship over time um, and something that sustains over time too right because you can have fun with a lot of people but you can't you don't meet a lot of people that you feel like you can spend maybe the rest of your life with I've met a lot of friends like that but <laughs> I don't think romantically I've met anyone that has given me that kind of feeling or that sense of security or stability in um, in being reliant on them yet uh, and to your question of how I meet people I think um, with with dating apps it's been way more recent for me I didn't really use dating apps until maybe a few months ago um, and pre-pandemic like Pallavi said I had <laughs> somehow a lot of meet cutes um, I just I, I met people in so many different ways very organically you know through friends um, there were people that I was already friends with that I then got into a relationship with. I've met people at airports, I've met people on planes, I've met people in parks. <laughs> and somehow, somehow a lot of them have turned out to be really good men. But over the last few months, especially post-COVID, uh, I, I think people tend to be a little less open to the idea of just approaching someone in public. Um, a lot of times that kind of attention is unwarranted. So. I think over the last few months, I've uh, I've started to meet more people online, and I think there's a positive and a negative aspect to that because on the one hand, you can be you, you have the option to be very very picky, but on the other hand, it also does end up making you a little bit shallow. Wow, this is all really good. So for any guys that are listening to this episode, I'd just like to make a plug for these three beautiful women I'm sitting with. They're single and available and smart and attractive and looking for long-term relationships. So shoot your shot. (laughs) We can do the Insta handles as well. All right. Um, no, those are really great to hear about. And, you know, I'm, I'm learning a lot. I'm, I'm reflecting on my own dating experiences from hearing from you guys. So we all talked about dating apps and we've all used them and are currently using them. So how much time do you guys spend on dating apps? Because for me, I can say my entire life was going towards dating apps. It was so unhealthy. It was like very toxic behavior and I had to get myself out of it. And I know how discouraging it can be sometimes. So I wanna hear from you guys, how much time overall do you spend? And how has it been for you with dating apps in particular? And what criteria do you look for uh, when it comes to dating apps? Cause they have many types of filters and um, you have the opportunity to swipe left or right. So just how do you distinguish between someone you want to chat with or not? I know that's a loaded question. <laughs> Sorry. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of how much time, that's like a really good question. I actually would feel very overwhelmed when I first did it. So I couldn't really like completely envelop myself in like dating apps and like spend a lot of time on it because they would just be too much information. Um, So I'd usually go in like waves. So I would like talk to a lot of people and then I'd get overwhelmed because there's so many and then I would stop (laughs) for a while and I would go on a lot of dates and then I would um, kind of like take a break and then do that. Now I've sort of found a more 
like balanced approach where I kind of just prioritize the top three or four people that I think would be good matches and then I just make sure that I reply to them each day (laughs) (laughs) unless I'm hanging with my friends (laughs) they take priority um so that's worked for me I think like otherwise it's just too much like it's too much to keep in my head (laughs) so uh that's been my method and then in terms of what I look for on the apps I usually look for people that are like similar to me or that I think like I would click with like I've developed kind of an intuition there's certain red flags that I'll notice like if they have way too many selfies or (laughs) (laughs) pictures of themselves with another girl (laughs) 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 or like just the tone of like their prompts and stuff if they look like they're actually trying or if they're like I don't know like just the way that they come off or if they seem like genuine and then other than that like obviously like the the thresholds of like career and like attractiveness and stuff um so that's just kind of like an immediate filter um other than that yeah I I also like to talk like quite a bit before meeting them so that I don't waste my time (laughs) but yeah okay um how much time do I spend so I think in general I have a smartphone addiction problem (laughs) so you know how it is I'm always like going through Instagram like go to hinge like scrolling through mindlessly so I do spend a lot of time like not like intentional time but just like scrolling like mindlessly scrolling I don't think it really has an impact on me I mean I think being so glued to my phone obviously does but like I don't feel like overwhelmed necessarily because I'm not really thinking about it um but I have found like one like one problem with dating apps is that yeah there's a lot of people and and there could be a lot of people who are potentially really good matches for you but like how do you filter that out because there's just so much and like so much uh like pressure to respond and like keep things up so like one one thing I started doing um was I would set aside maybe like every day at 2 p.m. I would call it like reply time in my head so like I'd go through and like reply to all the messages and sometimes conversations like die out sometimes you're intrigued by someone and I I see the next step from a dating app is you start texting so like when I give them my number that's like the first step forward (laughs) so like you know you've made it to a certain point when you have my number (laughs) (laughs) so I have like a system that helps me like actually try to get the intended use out of the dating apps instead of just making it this because I mean they are designed kind of like a game like they're very gamified like Mm -hmm. you swipe left you swipe right um so I think if you're using it with the intention of trying to meet someone and go on dates, like you have, I think you have to get really clear like what you want from it, and um, create like steps of action towards that. So for me, it's like I do want to meet people, but I'm not necessarily ready to go on dates like multiple times a week. Like Sonia said, I like to kind of get to know them a little bit, um, have like maybe some casual texting for like a week or two before agreeing to go on a date. Um, I also have started seeing dating apps as a potential, like, networking tool in a way, like, um, for, in, for example, like, I sometimes put my Instagram, like, on my bio, and if someone feels, like, attracted enough to me or intrigued enough by me, they can follow me on Instagram, and they're 
more likely to get a response from me there and it's not like I sound so like <laughs> like in the weight of my heart yeah. <laughs> no it's just it's not like uh it's not coming from a place of ego it's coming from a place of like there's just so much going on all the time and like I do want to meet people I do want to respond I'm just not always the best at it so mm-hmm. um I think when someone's like following you on social media like maybe eventually they'll reply to your story and then you start chatting from there so it's kind of like a organic online connection like not going on a date straight away so I think that's been more of my approach okay yeah and I just have one follow-up question do you feel obligated to respond to everybody once you match or no okay no (laughs) (laughs) so the ghosting goes both ways I I think that's totally normal like I mean I if I have had some sort of a connection or bond with someone I don't want to be disrespectful and just like ghost them but if I don't really know them and I don't really think that there's much invested in it then yeah like sometimes that happens yeah okay (laughs) what about you Sushti I think for me the amount of time I've spent on dating apps has been kind of a bell curve so I wasn't on them at all a few months ago and then when I did get on I I just got on one because I didn't want to be overwhelmed and at the beginning I think it's tempting because it's new and it's exciting and you suddenly see that there's this whole world full of people that are available that are willing and wanting to meet new people so at the beginning it's very tempting to just continue to swipe through and to browse through so many different profiles to want to hold and have all these different conversations and to learn so much from all these people so at the beginning i think for the first few days that i got it um, and because like Pallavi said the system is a little bit gamified it is designed to get you you know a little bit addicted to it Um, initially it was much higher Uh, And then I realized just how much emotional energy it required to filter through or sort through all these people and all these likes and to to respond to so many people, you know, um, over one app on a single day. It was just, I realized, taking a lot out of me mentally and emotionally. So then I kind of stopped. And since then, my approach has been more just to be extremely extremely picky about who I spend my time on um, and to try to keep the texting a little bit shorter uh, and to try to either get them on a phone call because that's that's a for me at least a more it's a better way of telling whether there's even the possibility of having a connection or not um, or to just try and meet instead of spending a bunch of time over texts yeah what was the other question? Um, what criteria do you look for in somebody and how do you sort of filter through them on dating apps? Yeah, so I think generally I try to find people or I, I try to look for one, a sense of humor. Um, do they seem like someone I could be friends with or that someone I could really get along with? Um, and then I also look to see if they have actually put any thought and effort into their profile. So it's, it is kind of a red flag for me if they have, you know, very, very short, super concise answers um, that are just extremely surface level. Uh, and then I think I also try to look for, you know, whether this person gives off um, a kind of adventurous energy because 
I do like, I, I think personally, I've always chased a lot of new life experiences. So it helps to know whether there are people that are similar to me that are out there. Because if I'm going to be spending so much of my time with one person, then I think at least on a fundamental level, um, in terms of the way our outlooks are on life um, and the values that we have, those should at least on a base level match. And I think at least at a very, very high level, you can tell that from a few prompts and a few pictures. Here's another question that popped in my head. If you guys had 10 points to give, how many would you attribute to physical appearance based on pictures versus... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, guess we answered that one. (laughs) No. Physical appearance uh, versus <clears throat> versus the personality, and just based on you know the uh, conversation on the dating apps or any traits you can pick up based on their bio. Um, I would say from the profile itself, I would actually attribute like four points to looks, maybe like two or three for a career <laughs> and then well that that's also tied into personality um it's hard because yeah like i for looks mine is also not necessarily oh who's objectively the most attractive it's like they could be really my type and not necessarily like the hottest guy that i've <laughs> matched with <laughs> i'm just being real <laughs> please be real with me <laughs> Um, but yeah, I would say honestly, yeah, like looks it would not be as high of a priority as like personality for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree with what you just said, like physical appearance does matter, but it's not like objective. Like I know what my type is. <laughs> I think we all know what my type is. AP Tillis. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening, come at us. That's the only <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, yeah, and it's like, I, I've i actually been really attracted to people who don't take the best photos, but like mm. in real life, I'm like really attracted to them. So that's why I think it's like, you never really know how the connection is going to be until you actually like go on a date and get more of a feel for the person. Um, so I try not to be s- extremely superficial on dating apps, but it's like, that's kind of how it's presented like you don't know much about them and even the prompts are they can give you kind of a glimpse of just like their style of talking and stuff Mm -hmm. but yeah I think I mean yeah I'll I'll probably say eight points just because that's all that's really Mm -hmm. given to me and like I think once you have more of a conversation you can decide like is this someone that I'm interested in going on a date with so yeah 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 and also like you can just kind of tell someone's style from Mm. their photos like not like fashion necessarily but just like the things they like to do or like their aesthetic you know so um i'm like one guy that i was really interested in like i was attracted to him but i also really just liked 
his photos because like a lot of his photos were like out in nature or like hiking and stuff and that's something I really enjoy doing and I could just see myself like taking the same types of photos that he does <laughs> you know so <laughs> well not like with him but like I could I like I found the aesthetic similar to mine oh can I ask yeah yeah um <laughs> I don't know if this also counts, but I would say a large amount of my points is also dependent on how much effort or invested they seem, like in the conversation. Mm. Like, are they asking me questions about mm. myself or are they kind of like nonchalant or like they don't really, they're planning the day of. Like, I yeah. think guys that really plan or like putting the effort, that can make a big difference in my points. That's a very good point. I didn't even think about that. What about you, Srishti? Yeah, I think... So I don't know if this is just an individual opinion or if it's a more generalized one, but I do think that the nature of dating apps is such that we all tend to skew a little bit more towards attributing more points to looks um, when we're swiping through. But I think for me, that changes once I've started to talk to a person. So, you know, if initially when I'm just browsing or filtering, um, which, which also to me sounds really bad because it sounds just like I'm online shopping, but <laughs> initially I do tend to focus a little bit more on looks. So maybe I'm, I'm at a five or six, you know, towards um, what this person looks like and am I attracted to them or not? Uh, and the other four or five points towards their personalities. But I think once we start having a conversation or once I've met this person, um, I, I realize that that kind of physical attraction you know, it's important for it to be there, but it's not a deal. It's it, it's not the highest thing that I look for. It's not my first priority to be physically attracted to a person. So once I start to, once I've met someone or I've started to talk to them, um, it definitely starts to skew more towards personality and effort and the level of conversation that's being had uh, and less towards how good do they look. Yeah, that's a great point. And I think we can all agree that physical attraction can grow based on spending time with somebody and just, you know, getting to know their personality more and vibing with them. So that's great. All right, now let's get to the fun part. I want to hear about <laughs> your worst dating experience or, or a negative one. It can be funny. It can be embarrassing. Just... <laughs> Either of you. <laughs> and then we'll get to positive later, but let's spill the beans here. <laughs> okay, so my worst dating experience was actually a date that was set up by a friend when I was in Dallas. Um, he seemed nice at first, and we went to Dave and Buster's, which is like an arcade game place, and you like eat wings and all of that, um, and like food. <laughs> But so we decided to play games first and I was like, oh, this will be fun. And we would just play like ski ball or like air hockey. And I was having a really lucky day. So I would just sometimes get like a pretty high score. And he got so angry, like aggressively competitive to the point where he would kick the table if I would win. Oh yeah. God. And I was like really scared. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I stayed because <laughs> I was doing pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> <on the games. laughs> and, yeah, and 
And I made some joke while we were playing air hockey. I was like, oh, you're letting me win. And he was like, I'm really not. And he like got really pissed off. And I was like, okay. So then we would go back and we like sat down and we just started like talking and stuff. And then he would make very weird, like intense eye contact. And then he like <laughs> tried to kiss me at one point And I was like, no, thank you. And then like later we were like still talking. And then he was like, you know, I really regret something. And I said like, oh, what do you regret? Not kissing you like well the first time. And so, yeah, it was just generally really uncomfortable. Um, I got out of there. Like, at, I, I couldn't have left at that point because he had driven us to that spot. So I just went back home and Ubered. Uh, and then when I went home, like, I woke up the next morning and I had 23 missed calls from this guy. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no second date. Um, <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> it was just really bizarre. And, yeah, I think... I also was very naive, like I had not really dated as much at that point, so I think now it would have been, I would have left like five minutes into that date if I had gone now, but yeah, pretty wild. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Should I share the reservation story or? Oh, okay. yes, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, I've been on dates like the ones that or the one that Sonia just described, where it's, like, very... You're on the same date? No, no, no. I... <laughs> no. <laughs> Were you the date? <laughs> I was not at Dave and Buster's. No, but I'm I... not kicking pool. <laughs> um, no, I've been in similar situations where um, it's just very obvious, at least to me, that there's no chemistry on the date, and then still they'll try to, like, kiss you or, like, you know, make it go further, and it's just, like, very obvious that you're not into it, and I think that's just, like, such an uncomfortable position to be in, because a lot of times, like, I don't even realize, like, what's happening in the moment. It's not until maybe the next day that I wake up and process, like, that date was really, really weird. Um, like, I wish I had, like, stood up more for myself in the moment, instead of just being, like, really nice and, like, like, I should just, like, have... If I don't feel comfortable, I should just, like, leave. But it's not always easy to do that in the moment because you're not even, like, registering what's happening. But um, in terms of, like, a recent specific story, this actually just happened this past week. <laughs> um, I didn't even go on this date. So this is what happened before the date. I had set up um, getting drinks with someone I had matched with on Hinge, and we didn't really talk much um, back and forth. I think he lived pretty close to me, and we were in the same neighborhood, so um, we had agreed to just meet up for a drink um, Wednesday evening. And when Wednesday came, I actually had a lot to do, and I realized I wasn't going to have time to go on the date that particular day, so I texted him in the middle of the day, and I told him um, I need to reschedule, like I don't think I can make it out tonight. And he sends me a really condescending response like he's like oh like you're gonna cancel on me last minute um i was gonna like be a gentleman and pay for the whole night and take you to a really cool place but now you're canceling well at least i hope you um, have the decency to pay the reservation cancellation fee and i had no idea that he made a reservation i had no idea that there was a cancellation fee and um, there's so many bars in LA that you don't need to make a reservation or you don't need to like pay a fee. And if so, he had even mentioned that he had a feeling I was gonna do this. So, I mean, I feel like that's him projecting past experiences for yeah. sure. But 
Why would you make uh, a really expensive reservation somewhere if you had a feeling the person was going to cancel? So he just sent me a really just off-putting text. And what's funny is I was actually going to offer to like pay any cancellation fee, but just his attitude uh, did not sit right with me. And I just, it's just like these kinds of things are just really irritating to deal with. And I mean, I've definitely had way worse dating experiences, but I don't know how I would like explain the story right now but (laughs) (laughs) we don't have i'm just just giving some examples of like the little frustrations and like the not so good parts i guess it is frustrating and it's unfair for you to deal with that especially when you didn't even go on the date yeah no idea i know and it sort of taints your i guess perspective around dating and wanting to go out again yeah but i would say by far the worst part about dating is being in that uncomfortable situation where you want to leave and the person is definitely crossing a line and you're just not sure how or you don't realize it until later and then you just like regret going with the flow or they make you feel bad about setting boundaries Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that yeah yeah wow how much time do we have (laughs) (laughs) because this could go on for a while (laughs) So I am seeing a little bit of a theme emerge here with women's negative experiences with dating. And I think, you know, for me, one thing that has been borderline scarring uh, has been, it it wasn't even just a one-off date or a few dates with someone that I barely knew. It was actually a relationship that I was in for about 10 months. And what was kind of disturbing about it was that this seemed like, a really lovely person at the beginning but it was only a few months into the relationship that I realized that there were some jealousy and some insecurity issues there um, and and that is you know kind of the theme of what Sonia was talking about earlier too it seems like at the heart of it this guy that she went out with was just too insecure because she was beating him at some game um, but for me I think there was <clears throat> it stemmed more from an issue of jealousy A few months into the relationship, there were kind of little things that started to emerge that built up a lot over time. Um, But it did get kind of ridiculous because, you know, this guy was so possessive uh, and so jealous that he didn't, he, he had qualms about me hanging out by myself with my male friends or watching movies with my male friends. Um, So much so that he walked past a lunch table once where I was sitting with one girlfriend and two of our guy friends and he got really mad because he said it looked like we were on a double date outside of the office. Yeah, um, this is also someone that (laughs) I once signed a check uh, the way that I regularly sign my name and he got frustrated at that because he thought that it looked like a flirty signature and that I was signaling something to the waiter. (laughs) What is up with men? many things (laughs) but yeah I think generally of course the jealousy was a big part of it but overall what scarred me the most was the fact that I had suddenly been made responsible for this person's every emotion right he had kind of put me up on a pedestal and expected me to check every single one of his boxes for a perfect girlfriend and one of those boxes was that I basically wouldn't talk to any men ever Um, Maybe that's exaggerating a little bit, but 
he did have some of those insecurity issues. So I, I think that's also part of where my aversion towards relationships come from comes from, um, because I didn't like being put in a situation where this one person's every single feeling depended on how I acted around them. So I think that was kind of negative. Um, on a lighter note, another funny dating experience I had was I went out with this one guy many, many years ago. I met him on my college campus. He seemed nice. Um, and we hit it off immediately. We, we talked about our favorite movies. It was a good first conversation. And he asked me out to lunch. And I said, fine. He was 50 minutes late picking me up. And then finally shows up swerving in this red convertible that looks like it hasn't been cleaned in months with mail and letters scattered all over. And I should honestly have just canceled at that point, but I'm terrified of confrontation. <laughs> so I just went to lunch and paid our bill with a bunch of ones and fives. <laughs> oh my gosh. Stripper. <laughs> Nail stripper. He was in college, so I don't think so, but to this day, I have no idea what was going on. And since then, that person messaged me pretty much week on week on week. Just completely, completely random messages until I finally blocked him a few months later. <laughs> Oh my so this is, this is just stuff that women deal with on an everyday basis. So if you have friends that are single, treat them with kindness. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, and, and you were talking about emerging themes. So Sonia spoke about the experience with the basketball or competition, not arcade basketball, games. arcade <laughs> games competition. <laughs> Bellevue with like having to pay for a date she didn't even show up on and then Srishti with <laughs> flirty signature <laughs> having platonic friends I think it's the male ego that's an issue here and you guys just need to stop being assholes and come back to the ground yeah coming from like all sides and it's just I feel like as a society we just have a lot of problems because we're in this age where we have access to so much information so many like conflicting points of view and then you know we you weave in that a lot of our parents have like immigrated here from other countries so like we just have so much expectation so much like we have this feeling of like we're all being pulled in different directions and like we're not even sure of our own identity as like a collective society. So I just feel like in general, like even beyond dating, there's just like so much hate coming from like all sorts of directions. Like I think a lot of people are experiencing problems with dating, like us. <laughs> so I think that's just a consequence of that. And like, we just have a lot of healing to do as a society, so. Go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. and. You brought up our parents and, you know, 
at least for most of us, I think they had arranged marriages or were introduced. And so, um, and now the divorce rates are so much higher and people have more, I guess, unfortunately terrible experiences with the relationships. And we long for kind of what our parents had. And so I think that's somewhere deep down something that really impacts us. But you know, I'd like to think that still exists out there and I'm hopeful for all of us. So I think let's just talk about what our positive experiences have been, if any. I really, fingers crossed, at least one will come to mind <laughs> um, to leave things on a lighter note. Okay. <laughs> um, honestly, I've actually had a lot of positive experiences. I mean... I, I always think even if something ends, maybe even negatively, like there's still really happy moments that happen before that. Um, uh, one of my most happiest memories, I think, in San Francisco was going to Holy at Berkeley. And that was kind of, a, I guess I met, it was like a, I met somebody there. Ooh. And <laughs> a meet you. Call him At Holy. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't actually sure if I liked him or I just really liked Holy because of the adrenaline <laughs> rush. All my favorite songs were playing, but um, he was someone that I didn't even think I would have chemistry with because it didn't seem that it was necessarily my type. But then as we got to know each other. He was like super sweet, very wholesome, and we got along really well and like stayed friends and everything. Um, we I, I didn't pursue dating because he lived further away and because <laughs> of circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> 30 miles is too many for me <laughs> but what I liked was that he was very empathetic like I felt that he really tried to understand my feelings and stuff and I, I really appreciate that quality which I feel that even in our negative experiences that's what sometimes guys lack like they're not seeing things from our perspective or at least trying to like make that effort so um, I think there's good guys out there <laughs> I think so too um yeah, I don't know, like, looking back, I would say I've had a net negative experience with dating apps, but there's definitely been positive outcomes from it. Um, I have gone on fun dates. I've gotten to, like, see restaurants and bars that I really liked, and sometimes it's just, like, I'm not looking to, like, fall in love on the first date, you know, like, I mean, maybe I am a little bit, <laughs> but <laughs> no, it's just like sometimes it's just fun to like go out and like meet someone new um, and just like have a fun night. Um, I've also met some people who have, I wouldn't say they're friends, but they've made some sort of impact that's made me a better person, like from dating apps. So I've met people that have influenced me in some way. And I think that is definitely a positive thing. Like I would rather have met them than not. Not the net negative, <laughs> but <laughs> just that you've become a better person through them. Yeah, I think for me, with dating and dating apps, both net net, I've come out feeling pretty positive and optimistic. Um, I, I think I say that because I've been in relationships, not with people I've met on dating apps, but from or, or, or through people that I was friends with first. Um, and. I think a lot of those were just really wonderful, very caring, empathetic men 
people that were very thoughtful um, and that just put a lot of time and effort and investment into our relationships. Uh, and I think that has also helped me kind of set a higher standard because I know that that kind of love exists out there and I've had it before. And just because it didn't work out with them doesn't mean that I'm never going to find that ever again. And even with dating apps, uh, you know, I, I have gone on a good number of first dates. Um, and I do think that every time you're meeting someone new and you're choosing to spend that kind of time with them, you are giving them a piece of your wisdom. You're giving them a piece of your time. You're giving them a piece of the experiences that you've had in your life. And I think I've met a lot of lovely people who, you know, I've had very positive experiences with um, just in terms of our first initial conversations. And again, just because it didn't work out with them or just because I didn't feel that kind of romantic connection doesn't mean that it was a negative experience. It just means that I'm choosing to focus on what I liked about the person. And I've also, I, I've also just met friends through dating <laughs> apps. So, <laughs> you know, um, overall, I, I would say I feel really optimistic about dating in general. That's great. Wow. <laughs> I <laughs> Can we stop there? <laughs> that's that's so different from me. I think cuz I spent 5 years on dating apps and had some good dates, mostly bad, but I think just staying single and spending that much time as much time as I did on dating apps and staying single, I think that was very discouraging. And I think that's something a lot of women experience too. So, you know, but. I think the key with dating apps, at least that I've realized, is that you have to go in with low expectations and you can't take things personally because I've unintentionally ghosted a lot of people. Okay. So I know when someone doesn't get the chance to respond to me or doesn't really get back to me about something, it's not personal it's just kind of how those apps are structured so you have to go in with thick skin and I think that's a that kind of armor is a really good way of protecting yourself from getting hurt from apps like these you kind of just have to dive into it for the positives of it um, while knowing fully well that the negatives of it most likely have nothing to do with you they have more to do either with the other people or just with the nature of how dating apps have always been built and how they've been used and society. And society, too. Yeah. But you're also much more emotionally strong than I <laughs> So there's a personality difference. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> you still have emotions. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take your advice and get therapy. <laughs> no, no, that was for men only. Okay. <laughs> Women are all perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, to close, I have one last question, and I just want to hear about what would make dating more enjoyable, simpler, more simpler, simple, and fun for you, I guess. Just what would make the experience better? It could, it could be advice for men. It could be for dating app companies, whatever you want. 
I have two things. <laughs> One, <laughs> I would like a feature where in dating apps, guys are reviewed by girls who've yeah. previously yeah. gone on dates yeah. with them. Yeah. Good one. I've always said this. Let me not only vet guys by their profile, but let me vet them by what other people say about them. <laughs> and two, I would like to be able to charge men for wasting my time. <laughs> And how much money do you think you'd get back? <laughs> Enough to retire in the Bahamas. <laughs> oh Let's all quit our jobs. <laughs> Palm Springs. <laughs> you or her first? Yep. You think about it. Um, it's a really good question. I would say, I think if guys were just, or actually all people, I think both girls and guys, if we could just be much more honest and upfront with what we want, that way, like, in the beginning, there would be so much less wasted time, and at least you're both on the same page. And in terms of having fun, I think just having, like, no expectations. Um, and I think, like Trishy said, like, having, um, like, thicker skin from both sides. I think some of my negative experiences have been guys that have been rejected, and then they kind of turn on you. So I think if both people can go in with, like, a positive mindset, or if we can somehow filter that out <laughs> and find out what kind of person they are and if they could just be very honest and upfront and try to understand our side as much, like be at least open to that um, in empathizing. I feel like that would make it a lot simpler. We uh, need better quality guys is yeah. what she's saying. Yeah. Do better. <laughs> um, I, okay, this is, kind of going back to I think what I said at the beginning but I don't really necessarily think dating apps are the problem like I think it actually opens up um, a lot of new possibilities like you can meet someone that you wouldn't have met otherwise um, so yeah like I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with like the actual dating app process um, I think it's just yeah, it comes down to just treating people with respect, and I understand, like, you could go on a couple of dates with someone and, like, realize that they're not that compatible with you, so I think it's just a matter of being able to communicate, um, because I think what a lot of people experience is that they're not sure what the other person is thinking, so they get kind of, uh, caught up in their own fantasy version of it, and then they get carried away with it, and then you know, when someone can't communicate what they're truly feeling, it's up to the other person to interpret it when it's not clear. So it just, it leads to a lot of pain and heartbreak at the end. And so I think a lot of that can just be resolved with clear communication. So communicate better, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I think another thing I will add there is, of course, communication is key to a healthy relationship, but also, to the best of your ability, if you are able to deal with past issues and leave some of your past trauma and emotional baggage from previous relationships, romantic or otherwise, behind, then I, I think that would go a long way in people having, you know, continuing healthy relationships. Because a lot of what I've seen in the past has just been people projecting issues from their exes onto me. And that's kind of just broken the relationship for me completely when I know that it could have worked out if um, if that specific scenario hadn't happened. Yeah, I think it's um, 
it's really important to believe in your own resilience. Like, I find for myself, if I am dating someone or I'm, like, talking to someone and it seems like things are going well, like, I get very, very anxious when it is going well because I'm scared that overnight it's just going to, like, change because that has happened to me. So I've realized that I can't, in some ways, when you think about it too much, you might actually be inviting that and it might actually happen because you're constantly thinking about it that way so it's just for me I'm trying to be more positive and um, every new person is like a new clean slate and not projecting like oh like this person did this to me in the past so like this person is going to do that too because things were going well with that person and it ended so like now it's going well so it's going to happen again and that may or may not be true um, so I've kind of like if it does happen that's just like the inherent risk of putting yourself out there and opening your heart and emotions, I guess. But you have to like believe in yourself that if it does happen, you'll get through it and like have certain methodologies in place of like how you deal with heartbreak or rejection because it is a risk and it might happen. So you have to like be prepared, but don't necessarily spend all your time worrying about it. Great point. And we have an episode on dealing with heartbreak. (laughs) But seriously, thank you guys so much for coming on the show and sharing your dating experiences with us. I am very confident that a lot of women will relate to this. And it's, it's just nice having us open up about our dating histories in life. And, you know, relationships are one of the most emotionally impacting aspects of anyone's life. So it's good to know that there's a community there. So thank you. I hope this was reflective for all of you and fun. It was a lot of fun. It's like I was born to do this. (laughs) Our favorite pastime. (laughs) Women tell all part two. I know, I was thinking we should do like an entire series on this. (laughs) It'll be in the works. Any final thoughts? Just remember, life is like a plate of brownies. You can't taste the sweetness without tasting some of the burn bits. (laughs) You almost got it! You can't enjoy the sweetness without tasting some of the burn bits. You can't appreciate Appreciate. the sweetness. without tasting the slightly burnt edges.